Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado, co.betsafe.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman joined by my cohort Parker Gabriel out here in Dove Valley. Broncos free-falling to 3-9 and nine with a loss in Baltimore. Last-second touchdown by the Ravens, putting them over the top. Brandon McManus misses at the buzzer. And here we are, 3-9, and nine, heading into Chiefs week. And uh, a bit of a, like a, a jolly atmosphere around here, I would describe it as. You know, almost like freeing. Like, hey, we, we know we're going into Chiefs week. And we're going to probably get steamrolled, and that's okay. That's And I'm just summarizing kind of based off some brief interviews done so far. Yeah, well, it's not good for the Broncos, obviously. Not only have they lost eight of their last nine, but they're going to be playing this weekend without Cortland Sutton. Uh, injured his hamstring right before halftime against the Ravens. Wasn't back. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who rarely says anything of substance about injuries um, early in the week besides practice designation, um, sort of acknowledged today that it doesn't look good for Sutton, um, that I would say. Yeah, that. that was pretty stunning, right? That he didn't was, well, it's not day to, it's day to day. Uh, yeah. We're evaluating. No, it's not looking good. So he's not playing. No, no, I don't think so. And and that's the, that's the, I mean, he'll officially be ruled out likely on Friday. Um, but it just, the way it goes with hamstring injuries too. I mean, you just don't, even Russell Wilson, um, you know, who, who needs to be able to protect himself, but doesn't run nearly as much as a wide receiver, um, you know, missed a week. And so there's the, there's just, there's the timeline. Um, there's the situation that Denver's in. Um, and there's the fact that Nathaniel Hackett said today that, that Sutton, it doesn't look good for him. So, you know, you're going into it without him, without KJ Hamler, obviously been without Javante Williams, obviously been without Tim Patrick, so on and so forth. I mean, it's just a, it's just a skeleton crew offensively from a group that, that hasn't scored all year. Um, going up against the best scoring offense uh, in the NFL, so yeah, I mean, it's a mitch, uh, a mismatch of of um, substantial proportions on Sunday. So week fourteen against the Chiefs at Empower Field, two o five p.m. Of course, we'll be there covering it. DenverPost.com/slash/Broncos. This is the first Orange podcast brought to you by Bet Safe Colorado, the exclusive club for passionate gamers and betters across the state. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. And let's just look at these matchups here and start with the disparity in offenses. Broncos keep going in reverse. We didn't think they could a couple weeks ago, and uh, the the four just keeps getting lowered, shall we say. And so they have the worst offense in the league coming into this. Chiefs top-ranked in, in multiple categories. I mean <laughs> – I feel like the Broncos are going to have to score at least 20 to even have a prayer, and that seems like a long shot considering how the Broncos' offense have played so far. Is this going to be another game that hinges on the defense, somehow pulling a miracle and containing the Chiefs to under 20 points? That's a pretty tall ask as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, we we, in our uh, roundtable this week, Kyle, pointed out that Denver scored three offensive touchdowns since the bye week that's over the last four games um four game losing streak obviously three offensive touchdowns there's been six separate halves of football not games halves of football this year where the Chiefs have scored three touchdowns so it just you know that's it they're the first in in scoring Denver's last in scoring Denver now uh, would be the worst in the Super Bowl era for the franchise they um 1966 they averaged 14 points a game um and and several weeks ago it was like, oh man, half the season in Denver's like 
within a couple of points back when they were averaging, you know, 15 a game. Now they're below it, 13.8 per game. Um, it's, it's, it's trending toward literally being the worst offense in, in franchise history. Um, and when you're going against a team that makes, you know, not every week, obviously, but can make scoring 30 look really easy, uh, it's going to be on Gyro Evero and, and this defensive group um, to sort of pull a miracle and, and keep Patrick Mahomes contained. Patrick Mahomes, who Nathaniel Hackett, by the way, today said he thinks is playing better than he has at any point uh, in his career. So, you know. Just setting up the safety net for his pal Evero there and the Broncos. Yeah, so should slide be no three, problem. Yeah, slide to three and ten. And, and uh, I caught up with Nathaniel Hackett after the group session today and asked him a couple more questions on that front and Evero and the defense and what they have ahead of them in containing Patrick Mahomes and containing Travis Kelsey specifically, who – can absolutely take over a game, take over a half, a quarter, at any any point in time, and he's liable to do it against the Broncos, as we've done and seen before. So take a listen in here as to what Hackett has to say on containing Travis Kelsey's unpredictable route tree and the multiple phases that involve shutting down Patrick Mahomes. Take a listen in. Travis Kelsey, maybe he's containing him, making sure he doesn't <laughs> eat you just by himself. I mean, you know... When you watch him, you try to get a route tree on him, and you're like, oh, this is the route he's going to run. Um, but he's got such a savvy to the game, yeah. understanding that that route's not going to win, and so he fits in a hole. He breaks away from man. He feels the timing of it. All those things that we talked about, you feel that with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey because they played together so long that it's really let's get to the quarterback as fast as we can so he can't get can't get to get the ball to Kelsey because the more time they have, the more they're going to be able to get open. Um, but, I mean, you just got to contain a guy like that. Yeah. It's kind of like last week we had to contain certain people. They've done a really good job, uh, our defense, and they're going to have to keep doing that this week. Is that Simmons and linebackers <clears throat> and tandem? It's a combination of everybody. everybody. I mean – K1 even in everybody's gonna okay. be. I mean, it takes it takes a family. Okay. It, it takes a village, you okay. know, uh, to stop a team like this because they have so many weapons. And then Patrick, at the same time, can extend the play so much because right. there's two different phases. There's that three seconds of the route development, and then and there's the, the whatever improv. else. Yeah. And there's that improv. So and you can't practice that. Yeah. You can't sit here and say, oh yeah, we're, we we got that route good. But now if he improvs, now who knows what's gonna happen? I think that's what they've been so spectacular on is that if a route breaks down. It's an explosive play. Right. You, know, you have to keep Patrick in the pocket. You have to. I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, that go into it. But I think it'll, it'll take a village. I have to be very, very true to their responsibilities this week in the pass game. And that was Nathaniel Hackett talking about Mahomes and Kelsey out here in Dove Valley. And we're on the first Orange podcast here, brought to you by Bet Safe Colorado and Parker. We're sitting right here in our mobile podcast studio. Yes, yeah, right. Um, right in front of the uh, UCL training sign. Of course, they still got the Let's Ride flashing and. And all of a sudden, you know, that's that's seems like almost hearsay around here to say that thing, <laughs> but say that phrase. But I mean, what do you think? We're we still got some games to go in this season. It seems like Hackett's going to survive this season. Certainly, is there any hope for him to survive after this season if the Broncos don't turn it around? Just quick pulse check. Yeah, I think if they don't turn it around and they don't show any signs of progress and all of that, I mean, you're just. Yeah, I think you're talking about a pretty tough road um, to to a year two. I mean, coming off the worst offense in franchise history, as you mentioned, that's a tough sell for year two, right? It, it is, it is. And I think, I mean, I, there's two caveats to that. One is that there haven't been very many one-and-done coaches um, over the course of NFL history. I think there's been about 18 or so, something like that. And then the second part of that is just they've had so many injuries, you know. And so if, 
if the ownership group and if management is looking for reasons, I mean, that's obviously where you go. But if you're Nathaniel Hackett and you're, you're, you're trying to build your case, a lot of it is going to have to be around how Russell Wilson plays over the last six weeks. We just have not seen the kind of growth that you would think. And, and you know, the million-dollar question or the, the head coach's job question is how much of that lack of growth over, like, let's say since the bye week – is because something's just not working, which is what it feels like, or if it's because they're playing without most of their top guys. Uh, it's not, It's probably some form of combination. Nothing in football typically is black and white. Um, but the bottom line is they've been really bad offensively. And now they've wasted enough opportunities to win games that now they've got to go out there with a mash unit of, mm-hmm. of receivers and running backs. And so, yeah, I... I Look, if, if Russell Wilson plays really well and, and, and there's tangible signs that, hey, this can work, um, you know, that's the best chance. Um, but, you know, it's week 14, and, and, and that feeling uh, has been sort of sparse, you know, few and far between here over the course of the, the first 13 games. And this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Don't miss out on all the action. Get in the game with BetSafe Colorado, the newest sports book in Colorado. There's nothing like riding with your favorite team and player all the way to a big win. Get off the sidelines and get in the game with BetSafe Colorado. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So you mentioned that uh, those injuries and at the top of the show, Cortland obviously added to that list. KJ Hamler is out still with that hamstring injury. Jerry Judy has been being limited this week with that ankle injury that he's been dealing with for several weeks now. Um, and is this the time for, you know, the Jalen Virgils of the world, uh, maybe a Montreal Washington mixed in there, whether in a little swing pass or the return game? I mean, they need some spark from some of these young uh, dynamic receivers that they've they've called on. And Kendall Hinton, he's not a rookie, but uh, in that mix as well. And, of course, he's been dependable. But, they, I mean, they're not going to beat the Chiefs nickel and diamond them. They need some, some big plays. Uh, Brandon Johnson perhaps in there as well. Can those guys get it? Yeah, yeah. I think is that, that feasible? Because that chief, the chief secondary is not, you know, Hulk. Right. The, their offense is obviously, and their D line is pretty dang good. But the secondary has some question marks. Yeah, and I, th- I mean that's what you're counting on, basically. I mean that's that's what Denver is going to have to do. Um, it's at receiver. You know, if you're talking about a three receiver set on Sunday, it's probably uh, Jerry Judy. He only played 20 snaps last week. He's trying to come back from that ankle injury. So let's say his workload maybe ramps up a little bit um, from there. You know, you're probably talking about Jerry Judy, uh, Kendall Hinton, and Brandon Johnson as your top three, uh, and then Virgil after that. And, and you know, Montreal Washington, uh, he's he's got explosiveness. He's got suddenness. He's got a lot of potential, especially in the return game. The offensive stuff with him this year just has not worked. Um, no, and they're, like, forcing it, it seems yeah, like. Like, they, oh, get him in, get him a snap. Oh, that's a And in a key situation, I mean, they did it in a key situation after they got a big play to Dulcich in the fourth quarter. A field goal essentially puts the game away. And they tried to run him into the boundary, handing it to him out of the gun, and he lost a yard. And just, you know, just that stuff has not worked. I'm, I'm not a football. You shook savant. your head in the press box when that happened. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, just the you're asking Brandon Johnson to, you know, go block Roquan Smith, and and you're running a, a rookie wide receiver out of the backfield into the into the boundary, and it just it didn't have a chance from the start. Um, but yeah, those young guys, Montrell's in that group. Uh, he and and Jalen Virgil and Brandon Johnson, like you said, Kendall Hinton. Um, it's going to be those guys, and it's going to be Greg Dulcich, another rookie, who at this point, um, you know, is probably Denver's most dangerous player on offense. 
um, with Jerry Judy being limited and, and, and Cortland Sutton being hurt too. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not a pretty picture. Uh, and I guess the best you can hope is that all this playing time for those young guys, you know, pays off down the stretch and then, and then, um, you know, beyond this year. And this is Kyle Noon alongside Parker Gabriel on the first in orange podcast brought to you by bet safe Colorado. Everyone has a pregame superstition or pregame ritual. Let BetSafe Colorado be yours. BetSafe Colorado is the newest sportsbook in Colorado and the exclusive club for passionate gamers and bettors across the state. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So I'll round out the show here on the First Orange Podcast with some predictions. And let's see, Broncos are 3-9. and nine. That's 11 games. I'm 9-2. and two. Nice. No. Wait, that doesn't add up. It doesn't add no, up. No, that doesn't add up. Ten and two. Isn't so good. I'm ten, ten and, and two. two. Ten and go. two. Thanks to the Ravens. Uh, last second drive. Thank you, Tyler Huntley and Co. Um, I'm picking, of course, the Kansas City really? Chiefs. No kidding. Yeah, and I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. You think we've seen booze at Empower Field this year? You, you haven't seen nothing yet, partner. Uh, Chiefs by a million. And by a million, I think at least. I think at least 15 points. Yeah, I, I mean. I think the Chiefs will win. I think they'll win handily. I do think that this defense uh, has a chance to slow them down. I, I, yeah, like slow them down, but right. like The thing about it Chiefs is – Chiefs can score 30 and win by 20, Yeah, right? they can score. I mean, you saw you saw Dallas. I mean, obviously you're talking about different teams. We saw Dallas. I mean, they were in a game uh, this last week, and then they scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. That's the kind of offense Kansas City has where even if you go into the fourth quarter – and it's a 24 to 10 or something like that. I mean, that game, that can turn into 44 in a hurry. Um, I think, I think Denver's defense will keep them around for for a while, um, but I, I I do think it'll be you know lopsided at the end. So I'll say uh, 31 to 13. Okay, 31 13. I'm gonna go 35 to 10. There you go. And you know Patrick Mahomes had his November, December winning streak, NFL rec- winning streak, NFL record winning streak snapped last week in the loss to the Bengals. So you know he's going to be coming in with some hunger. And the Chiefs still have something to play for here. Absolutely. They're now the number two seed tied with Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo owns them head to head. So they, they want to win out. And I think they're going to come out and set the tempo, set the tone. Much to the chagrin of the Denver Broncos faithful, who expected this to be a tough game. Yeah. But at this point in the season, most people expected, hey, we'd be in it. We're going to be in this thing. And here they are looking up. And right now with what we – I think I looked at the fourth pick in the draft that, of course, would go – The third, third pick, pick in the draft. Yeah, moment, yeah. That would go up to the Seattle Seahawks. So congratulations, Seahawks fans, on that. Again, this has been the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. Kyle Newman alongside Parker Gabriel. Appreciate you tuning in. Head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage. And until next time, folks, take it easy.